Good morning, die harders. Who's ready to live for you? Die hard. I am the Shogun. This is the SW Experience Reviews. I'm going to be reviewing Fantastic Beasts Secrets of Dumbledore. And here we go. Oh man, this movie, just so much to say of this movie. Not all good. I mean, the first time I saw this movie, okay, this is actually kind of good. The first time I saw this movie was actually the most memorable because I didn't finish it. Hell, I didn't even get past the first like five minutes. You know, the conversation between Dumbledore and then, and, and, and what's his face? Grindelwald. Yeah, you know, Mads Pickles is Grindelwald because like uh, the version I was watching wasn't exactly okay. So like, I'm sitting there, well, me and my friends were watching it, you know, popcorn's at the ready. The thing is, every popcorn's cooking in the microwave, everything goes wrong, man. The popcorn burns, the, the fucking video is in Chinese, the, the fucking ad comes in, you know, the power goes out, everything that could go wrong just goes wrong. That was the most memorable viewing of this movie, because I didn't get to see it, you know. I just saw the beginning, and everything went comically wrong, like something out of a damn Netflix movie or whatever. I don't know, but yeah, the second time I watched this movie, I watched it in its entirety, and it was boring as fuck. Woo, man, this movie. Before I dive into the negative aspect, let me give this movie props, which do all right, because Mads Mikkelsen kills it in this role. He plays an excellent Grindelwald. He does it actually kind of better than Johnny Depp did, man. He's got like actual menace to him, and he doesn't look nearly as goofy. He doesn't have that spiky, like, white, white hair, or the white, white skin, or his white as fuck mustache. It doesn't look like he spends his days bathing in the same chemicals that made the Joker what he is, okay? And when he talks about burning the muggle world down, it feels like more than just talk. It doesn't feel like he's trying to be scary. This feels like a mission statement or a manifesto. This is, this is just an FYI, man. This isn't him telling you what's happening. This is, oh yeah, this is, this is gonna happen. I'm just giving you a heads up, you know, you know, cause not, I'm giving you a heads up just cause no, I'm giving you a heads up to let you know, there's nothing you can do to stop it. It's going to happen anyway. That's that it feels like. So he's the, one of the bright spots of this movie. Yeah. That's it. He's genuinely menacing, genuinely villainous. And that's what you want in a villain. You want your villain to be fucking villainous. So yeah, there's that. Um, Anyway, on to the negatives. Um, story is this. Um, there's a wizard election coming up, and Grindelwald is one of the candidates. Dumbledore and his ragtag group need to stop him from winning, because if he does, he's going to launch a full... The first thing he's going to do is launch a full-scale war with the, the muggle world. So, yeah, that's kind of... That's the premise, essentially. You got Newt. Newt's brother. The, the black guy from the last movie. Um... Um, I, I can't remember everyone else, but yeah, uh, fucking Newt's assistant from the first movie, and 
for some reason not the chick who works for the damn ministry of magic from the last two movies even though it would make sense for her to be here but she's in the like the end of the movie which is like wait you were available for i can understand like okay we couldn't get this actress to be in the movie at all because she was busy filming something else but we somehow managed to get her for the end of the movie to have her show up in the movie's last scene wait what if we could do that why couldn't we get a uh, fuck it that doesn't make sense there's a lot in this fucking movie that doesn't make sense anyway uh yeah there's this animal called a chillin the reason they, the way they decide who's gonna be the winner of this fucking wizard election which isn't an election it's like a selection process there's this magical animal that has the ability to see the future and it picks the person who's like most worthy not most, but it was like purest of heart. Basically, that's how it's fucking decided. You are pure of heart. Therefore, you are, you know, worthy of leading the wizard world. You know, you're pure of heart. That's worthy of being. You're a politician, motherfucker. You may be a lot of things, but pure of hearts? Mm, I mean, just saying. <laughs> uh, but yeah. <clears throat> So, yeah, there's this creature called a chillin, and Newt, being the magic zoologist he is, is taking care of this chillin as it's giving birth. It gives birth, and almost immediately, fucking Credence bare bones, and his cronies show up to try and steal from him. They're chasing Newt through the forest, and after chasing down Newt for the chillin, and finally getting their hands on it, as he's, like, laying there after falling from a waterfall, why don't they just kill him? Seriously, why don't they kill him? Isn't that kind of the whole thing? Wasn't that what they were trying to do the whole way there? Weren't they trying to kill him so they could get the thing? Now he's laying on his back, disarmed. They have the chillin' and they're all there. They see him and they just decide to peace out? Like, what gives? You were trying to kill him a minute ago. Now you can. It's like, eh, we got what we wanted. We can leave. There's no need to stick around anymore. Just... Bullshit, man. What is this? What is that shit? Ah. So, oh man. So, like, New Desire comes, goes back to the the mother chilling. You know, she got blasted during this chase, and he's like, you know, he doesn't say this, but it's, you know, the attitude's like, I'm sorry, I failed, I failed to save, you know, like your baby, and she reveals that actually, while he was being chased down, she had a second one, like. Oh, she had a second chillin'. Isn't that convenient? When it seemed like all hope was lost and the bad guys had their very own chillin' they were gonna somehow use to rig the election, it revealed that the good guys have a second chillin'. The good guys have their own chillin' so they can prove the bad guys wrong. Hey, hey. Uh, whatever. Moving on. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> really moving on. Skipping a bunch of shit. There's a fight between... Dumbledore and Credence later in the movie. I mean, what the fuck was that shit? What is this goddamn discount mirror dimension bullshit that they're pulling here? Since when? Since fucking when do wizarding fights take place in some, like, weird mirror dimension looking shit with the. What? Like, fucking. It's so weird. I feel like this movie just wanted cool visuals, but didn't want to bother explaining why this is happening. Like,. Rule of cool, motherfucker. Except, no, it isn't. It's not even that cool. It's ridiculous. Never before have people been dragged into some alternate dimension to have a fight. And, yeah. Jeez. Oh, man. What, what is this? Oh, some nerd dimension shit. Anyway, moving on. Uh, fucking Credence Barebones. 
that last name may as well be his fucking character description. Dude is bare bones. He, he's not a character as much as he is a fucking human plot point being pushed by the story, you know? He wants to find out who he is, and, and they tell him who he is, and then he just, you know, goes along with it, because Grindelwald is the guy who told him who he was. He's, he's not Credence Fair Bones, he's Aurelius Dumbledore, and, you know, he's the, the son of Dumbledore's brother, the character who, up until this movie, didn't fucking matter, you know, because you can tell he doesn't fucking matter, because he didn't fucking appear on screen until just this fucking movie. So, yeah, goddamn, does this character even matter? Does that plot reveal do anything other than, you know, give the guy a recognizable name? Like, having fucking Rey from Star Wars be revealed to be a Palpatine? Does that actually do anything? I mean, ugh. He still stays with the bad guy, but there's this feeling like, you know, sure, I'm with the bad guy now, but I kind of don't want to be. You know, part of me really doesn't want to be here. I want to, like... You know, a part of me wants to connect with my family. You know, that's just the vibe at the end. Cause, which, which doesn't make sense. Cause you're trying to kill Dumbledore. Like fucking Grindelwald sends you to kill Dumbledore, and you're like, okay, sure, no problem. So, the, the, what the? Ugh. Why would you? This doesn't make sense. So much of this movie does not make sense. Um. Uh, yeah, did anyone ever, did it, I have a question for you guys, and girls, did anyone ever, t and everyone else, did anyone ever tune into a Harry Potter movie to see the magical politics of the world? I don't think so. I, and why is this movie, like, 6% about some election in Berlin and, like, political assassinations and, you know, fucking, you know, just, who, who tunes into a movie for that? To find out, like, oh, Grindelwald's got supporters all over the world. You know, let the, if we don't let the people's voices be heard, like, they won't trust us again. Like, what are you talking about? This isn't an election. It's a magical, a magical Bambi comes out of nowhere and picks whose thing. It doesn't, there's no people's voices being heard, man. If it was an election and people legit voted, that statement would make sense. But it's not an election, so this makes no sense. Like, and tell me out of the entire Wizarding World, only three candidates? The Russian guy, who's obviously a villain, the Indian chick, and... Grindelwald? That's it? The entire Wizarding World is can be easily divided into three people? Like, represented by three people? Like, damn, man, that's unrealistic. God damn. I understand this is a franchise with broom, people who fly on broomsticks, magic wands, and, you know, spells, and, you know, uh, potions, and dragons, and whatever, but that is ridiculously unrealistic. Damn. That's how you, your leader is chosen? Like, and it's just three people? The entire world backs one of three candidates? Nah. I'm sorry. There would be way more candidates if this was... Our world, but hey. Anyway, move on. Uh, character accents go in and out every few scenes, especially Lolly, who one minute sounds like from, she's from New Orleans, and the next she sounds like she's British. So yeah, how did the Ministry not find sufficient evidence to charge Grindelwald? Weren't there like a ton of witnesses? And didn't he escape from their custody in the second movie? Didn't he kill one of their people in that? Didn't he kill a bunch of their people in that movie? 
did they did the ministry of magic just forget about those people like huh well i guess he must have gone on vacation or something like how do you have not enough evidence to arrest him for something shit if you can't arrest him for what happened in the first movie arrest him for the shit that happened in the second one that's pretty bad most people died and there were witnesses kowalski freaking you know freaking jake kowalski stands in the room full of people and is screaming like he was killing people i saw him did no one ask him did no one ask kowalski a dude who was actually there what happened i mean ah <sighs> oh, man another query with this but why is hogwarts so empty why are there so few students in the halls how is McGonagall in this movie? It's set in the 20s, and she's a grown woman, so she's like, what, 30s? I'm assuming she's in her 30s. Yet the main Harry Potter stories are set in the 90s. And in that movie, like, there is nobody, I mean, look at, look at the timeline here. I mean, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. Uh, this woman would be 90 years old by this time the 60s rolled around, okay? Shit. No, yeah, 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 yeah. She would, she would be like a hundred years old by the time those movies rolled around. If she was thirty in the twenties, she'd be a hundred years old by the time the main Harry Potter movies go on. And does she look freaking ninety years old? That timeline does not add up. This woman is an anachronism. So, Queenie. You remember Queenie, don't you? She was in the last two movies. She has the power to read minds. Yeah, she sees Grindelwald murder the chillin', you know, the magical Bambi, and she's like horrified at it. Like, oh, oh my goodness. She like sees him slit the thing's throat and use it to see the future. She's horrified at this. Like, lady, how are you surprised that this dude that wants to wipe out all humans isn't above killing an animal? I mean, Seriously, why? Like, it makes no sense that you're shocked at all this. You're the one rolling with this dude. And now, see, this movie doesn't make sense. There's another thing this movie doesn't make sense. People who are on board with Grindelwald's plan, like Credence and fucking Queenie, are now questioning this shit. Like, uh, you know, maybe dude's plan to annihilate everybody isn't quite what I'm on board with. Except he's been saying that for like two movies now, so... I mean, for you to be like, ah, ah, I'm, I'm not with this is absolutely bullshit, man. <sighs> Seriously, why is this character here? Why? Why? Her power is that she can read thoughts, and yet she can't tell that Grindelwald is a bad dude? Or that the dude, the black guy that shows up, is actually a spy for Dumbledore? You can tell that he's telling the truth about the fact that dude killed his sister, but he's not... But you can't, like, read that, oh, hey, dude isn't who he says he is. I mean, technically he is, but that is enough to fuddle you? That technically he is who he says he is? That's, hey, well, technically what he said was true. It wasn't the whole truth, but it was enough, you know? Like, that's enough to muddy your human lie detector magic bullshit of reading thoughts. The fuck, man? <sighs> For a movie called Secrets of Dumbledore, there's not a lot of Dumbledore in it. Oh, secrets for that matter. There's like one secret that Credence is a Dumbledore. His name is uh, Aurelius Dumbledore. He's the son of Dumbledore's brother who didn't exist until these movies. I mean, he existed, but, you know, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't mean shit. So, yeah. Oh, shit. It takes 50 minutes for Dumbledore to do anything of notes. It takes 50 minutes for him to show up in a movie called Secrets of Dumbledore. 
and he disappears for large sections of it. His role is that he appears to unlock the next part of the story, and then he fucks off again until the characters run into another problem. So, what the hell? He's the fucking Gandalf of this universe. I'm not talking Gandalf from the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, not Lord of the King, none of that. No, I mean, he's the Gandalf of the fucking prequel trilogy. He literally exists to show up, save the dwarves, and then bounce out with his damn eagles. What the? Damn. Damn, every time with them damn eagles. But in Dumbledore's case, he doesn't even have those eagles. He doesn't got no long beard yet. He's just a guy in a suit who shows up, you know, says some shit, hands the heroes something, and then it bounces out to do what the hell ever he does, man. Ugh. This isn't an issue most of the time, because, you know, the heroes are the ones doing stuff, except the stuff they do doesn't really amount to anything. So, yeah, it, it, it reaches an apex at the end, you know, when they go to Hogwarts and they enter the Room of Requirement. And it's like, like, Kowalski asks, what is this? And it's like, the room we require. Just, ah, uh, it's, uh, the, this is reference, man, like, not just references, but it's like, oh, hey, fan service. Hey, hey, remember the Room of Requirement? Hey, hey, remember Professor McGonagall? Hey, hey, remember Hogwarts? It's it just, ah. Uh, it's full of it, man. It's full of this shit, dude. Like, especially in this section. Here's room requirement. Here's Hogwarts. Here's the Great Hall. Here's McGonagall. Even though it makes no sense for her to be here, because this is the fucking 20s, she'd be like, if she was an old lady in the 90s, she would have to be like a, a, a kid here. She would have to be a student in order for this timeline to make any kind of sense. Jeez. <sighs> anyway, um, <clears throat> the plan. Oh yeah, it reaches the, the Dumbledore popping in and out nonsense, reaches an apex in the movie store act with their, their plan, their three card money briefcase plan. Everybody's got a briefcase and you know, they're all going to this one place, but only one of those fucking briefcases actually has the thing that actually has the magic Bambi. Yeah, that's it. All the other cases got fucking donuts and Random objects that multiply and multiply, it's the, the curse from... Oh yeah, that's another thing. Hey, hey, remember that curse from freaking Deathly Hallows Part 1? It's in here too. Hey, hey, you remember... Yeah, it's just... <sighs> Member berries, I think that's what they're called. They try to trigger your memory and, you know, uh, do these callbacks or... What's it called? Fan service moments to like get you to link this movie with another movie. And, you know, supposedly trigger that memory and you associate that memory with this movie now and you get the feels and whatever. But it doesn't work. It doesn't work. This movie doesn't match the tone of that movie. This movie is too damn serious. <sighs> the plan in the third act is absolutely nonsensical and it works solely because it has to in order for the story to progress. You know, it's just, it works because it has to. Giving everyone a briefcase, telling everybody to go in one place, but to split up and go in multiple directions. That way... If one of y'all gets caught, you know, like, hey, the other guys are on the way there, and only one of you has the brief has the real briefcase, but none of you, but nobody knows which one of you it is who has the real briefcase. Don't you think that's a pretty crucial detail? Like, what the hell? Oh, jeez. And also, uh, the guy who like defected apparently to go help Grindelwald. Reveals that he was working for Dumbledore all along. Yeah, his face turned. He's he was with the good guys all along. You could delete that character from this story, and it would make no 
difference. He doesn't say anything of note, he doesn't do anything of note, he is just there because he was there in the last movie. Just, Jesus, I can't even remember his name. He's that unimportant. He's just there in the background once he joins fucking Grindelwald. He's not leaking information to Dumbledore or nothing. He's just there in the background. Jesus, man. He's the one black guy in the whole damn movie. If that's the reason he's there, then fucking kudos. But you got a token black guy. Only he's there just to be there. You know, just goddamn, that sucks. Only reason you have a token black guy is because you killed the obligatory second in the last movie. Shit. No. Yeah, 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 you did. You killed the obligatory second in the last movie, then Lottie came in. And now she's the token black character and he's the obligatory second. Cause he's here because he has to be. Whatever. Whatever. Moving on. So the briefcase makes it to the end. And the chillin', the real chillin', not the weird zombie chillin' that Grindelwald been bringing back from the dead, then killing just so he can see the future in its blood, then bringing it back from the dead to kill it again so you can see the... Yeah, so the plan is, the Grindelwald's plan is this. He's gonna steal himself a chillin', he's gonna, you know, do some magic mumbo-jumbo to that chillin' that will make it pick him as the new leader of the fucking wizarding world, and once he's leader, he's going to kick off a war, a war with mankind. Thing is, this goes to plan perfectly. The good guys don't succeed. Yeah, the briefcase hasn't gotten it yet. Nude is up there. You know, fucking everything is just in the bad guy's favor. And then everything stops making sense. Fucking Grindelwald allows the good guys to come up one by one and give a speech. As to why he shouldn't be up there. Like fucking Newt gives a speech. Greedence gives a speech. Dumbledore gives one. And then the chick who has the actual chillin' shows up. If Grindelwald had just, the moment Newt stepped up, blasted his ass, and then be out, the movie would have ended there. He would have won. But he stood there and let the good guys talk on and on and on. Fucking... This is a bad guy thing, man. This is the villain monologue. It's like the bad guy's monologue, dude. Like, you know what? The bad guy has the hero dead to rights and he's about to kill him. But then he starts monologue and he got like this prepared speech. On, they go on and on on how the, like, you, they can't be defeated and how, how bad they are compared to the good guy. How the world will soon be theirs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Only <laughs> it's the good guys saying this shit. Only that they're not, they're not really doing the whole, like, uh, you know, the world will soon be out. It's saying, like, nah, you're a, you're a bad dude. This dude shouldn't be running shit. And, like, Creedence Fairbones comes up, says his shit. Then fucking Dumbledore shows up. Then the, you know, Newt's assistant, you remember her from the first fucking movie? She shows up to pray briefcase. And, hey, this is the actual chillin'. And then the chillin' walks up to fucking Dumbledore. He's not one of the candidates, you dumb fucking magic Bambi. That ain't... Oh, what did she call in that one movie? Mr. Baseball? The dumb Bimby. That's... <laughs> that's not... He's not one of the candidates. Jesus. On the nose is this crap that the children are told, pick the one who's most pure of heart and it walks to Dumbledore. Like, Jesus. Get... Get the... Get out of here. Come the fuck on, man. Ah, whatever. Move on, move on. 
Anyway, moving on from that nonsense, the t- and oh, there's the Russian politician who like lifts up the zombie chill and he's like, this is the real chill and like that's a fake, you know? And with almost comedic timing, that chill dies. Because dying, coming back, dying, coming back takes a toll on you. And yeah, I can tell this plan wasn't supposed to last longer than like, what, like an hour. And this went on and on to the point that, hey, this, chill, this zombie chillin' can't really keep living anymore. It's lost so much fucking blood. <sighs> anyway, moving on, moving on. Ugh, no political event would allow a person to get up on a public platform and make a speech discrediting the newly elected leader and not be caught off by security or just be told to shut the fuck up. Seriously, why does he stand there and just allow the good guys to say their piece? It's really unnecessary. Just, just get one of your devoted fans to just kill these fools and walk away. Who's gonna say no to that? You're the grand poobah of all wizards now. It's like, so what? Anyway, moving on. Uh, a fight breaks out. Uh, you know, uh, Grunewald's plan's been exposed, but he ain't going down without a fight. But then Dumbledore steps in, and this is it. The fight we've been building to for two movies. Grindelwald versus Dumbledore, one-on-one. And it's a damp squib to end the movie on. Just Dumbledore versus... Uh, you know, Dumbledore versus Voldemort in Harry Potter 5 was spectacular, man. You had like, flaming snakes. You had glass-shattering explosions and all this crazy shit. And this... It was... Oh, my God. It was a shitty version of Harry Potter versus Dumbledore at the end of Book 7, you know, where they're like green stream and red stream and you know they're equally matched and then boom and it, it's bullshit and you know even the movie knows this is fucking bullshit because newt's commando walks up and he's like hey i thought that little bracelet you had you know prevented you guys from going against each other what happened well basically what dumbledore sums it up as is well he made a move and i made a move and we went against each other at the same time so i guess the spell just cancels itself out <laughs> Okay, like that wasn't that's not how the spell works. I don't know a lot about this fucking movie But I know that's not how the spell works because you have stated in the last movie and in this movie That ain't how the spell works if one of you makes a move against the other that one's gonna that person's gonna die So if you even even said that if you even think about making a move against him You it's gonna put you through like some insufferable pain It's gonna wrap around you and squeeze and squeeze until you die or some shit so the idea that oh well he made a move then i made a move we crashed at the same time and the spell cancelled itself out that's not how the spell works the moment he made a move and you stepped in the way the thing would have killed him just saying you know ah why even have the damn spell in the first place if you can just undo it like that why even take the bracelet back in freaking fantastic Beasts 2 if you can't if there's no way to undo the damn thing if, if anything, all that taking the bridges back is putting you at risk. It looks just... Because oh. he said, whoever has a bracelet, if they even think about making a move against the other, the bracelet's going to hurt them. Wouldn't it be in your best interest to let Grindelwald keep the bracelet and then you be somewhere he's making moves and killing people? And if he even thinks about trying to kill you, then it'll mangle him. Like, then you just peace out. You know? Unless there was a thing somewhere, like if one of them, if it kills one of them, it kills both of them, like then I could somehow get why you wouldn't do that. But god damn, man. Jesus, just this movie, this damn movie. This movie is, ugh. This movie has done something that no other movie in the entire 
Harry Potter franchise has done. Not even in the entire Lord of the Ring franchise has done. This movie has bored me. It left me yawning. I was yawning through it. Jesus, man. Ugh, this movie is so damn boring. Also, there's another dumb thing in this movie. Actually, the last dumb thing in this movie. This fucking Jacob Kowalski, you know, the one human in this entire movie who's there just cause, has a wand that he never uses. Not even once. He pulls it out a couple times, you know, once as a joke, and the second time it seems as if he's going to do nothing, but nothing happens. It's someone else making stuff happen. This isn't, like, there's nothing. So, so Dumbledore gives him a wand, and it's like, and he's like, oh, are you serious? Like, like you're really going to give me a wand? And then later in the movie, he's like, oh, this is a real powerful thing. If it got in the wrong hands, it would mess, if, it's like, if you didn't handle it properly, it would mess you up. Like, how would you know? You've never even used it. You pulled it up, but you didn't use it, dude. This isn't Chekhov's wand. This is Jerkoff's wand. Jesus. Ugh. Also, you tell me they couldn't get anyone else to help them fight Grindelwald? They had to get Jim Kowalski, the one guy with no powers? Sure, like the wikis and whatever will explain that, you know, it is possible for, for like muggles to use a wand so long as one of their parents is a magic user. But the movie never states whether or not Jacob's parents were magic users or even if one of them was. We don't see him using the damn thing. So these movies have gone out of the way to show that Jacob is just a guy, but he still gets involved in this stuff. You know, anyway, even though he's just a guy, he still gets involved in this stuff and he still makes it out okay, which is makes it all the more impressive. So to have it be like, oh, he's not just a guy. He's got magic in him. Kind of takes away from that. But god damn, dude, this movie, man, screw all this. This movie is too dumb in too many places. I don't want to see any more Harry Potter stuff unless it's Harry Potter and the Cursed Child or a sequel bringing back the originals as grown-ups. And I don't want to see another bit of Harry Potter media or video game or anything that has J.K. Rowling in it. Damn. Because, ugh, this... Man, J.K. Rowling was once one of the most celebrated authors in the world. And now, this is... J.K. Rowling. This is what J.K. Rowling is now. She was what J.K. Rowling used to be. You know, she used to be one of the most celebrated authors in the world. And now she is what she is now. You know what I'm talking about. I don't need to go through it here. You know what it is, you know. Anyway, um, final rating out of this whole crapshoot of a movie. I give it a 4 out of 10 Horcruxes. That's what I give this damn mess. Expelliarmus your ass into the damn fucking recycling bin. Warner Brothers just... I expect better from you. Actually, I don't. I, ex I don't expect better from the studio responsible for screwing up the DCEU, the Lord of the Rings prequels, and various other freaking properties. Of course you screwed this up. Jeez. <sighs> Four out of ten. That's the final reading on Harry Potter. Ah, not Harry Potter. Fantastic Beasts sequel to Fumblebore. Anyway, that's this has been the SW Experience Reviews. I have been the Shogun. You have yourselves a good day. And... Ah, don't watch this fucking movie. I don't recommend it. Don't, whatever you do, do not watch this movie. Do not give any more money to J.K. Rowling's and do not support WB. Hashtag sell Justice League and, you know, Zack Snyderverse to Netflix, whatever. Hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Hashtag uh, release the air cut. Yeah. And I was like, fuck J.K. Rowling.
Stop! 